0: Good morning. It is Monday, November eighth, two thousand twenty-one, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Good morning, everybody. Since we last checked in, corn futures have dropped back to 550. Front month soybeans are under twelve bucks. And spring wheat futures are threatening to fall back under 10 bucks. All of that is happening while fertilizer and fuel costs continue to rise, making next year's crops more expensive to produce college football season yeah got a little sweeter for the cyclone fans out there over the weekend third consecutive win over texas and in the nfl green bay packer fans are dealing with a quarterback situation there that i don't know how they're gonna get that all figured out i'm agritalk host chip florey that is pro farmer policy analyst jim wiesmeyer and jim How'd the old Washington football team do over the weekend? We
1: did great. We didn't play. It was a bye week, <laughs> I think. So I'm always happy when that occurs. But I had a good weekend. My nephew, Fred Hussman, and his uh, beautiful wife, an intelligent wife, Tammy, uh, visited me over the weekend. And we had a dinner with David Wasserman on Friday evening in Georgetown. So because my nephew is a political nut and uh, he was just all of litter when, when i got when i got david to join us so i thank you david wasserman for helping me out with my nephew
0: well okay i i'm sure that you talked a little bit of shop give us an update what did dave have the surprise. My uh, my sister in law had read a back page of Pro Farmer that we did
1: with Dave, mm-hmm. and at that time he said he predicted early predictions subject to change, House twenty twenty two elections that he thought the Republicans would have a net gain of twenty to twenty five seats. And in our discussion, uh, he said he's now at a net forty seats, Chip. So I could only conclude Whoa. from that that he thinks the momentum from The Virginia election at all uh, was a difference of 15 seats. So that was an eye-opener to me. A net 40. 40. A net 40. Yeah. And he went up one seat in the Senate. He's now at uh, uh, 54-46 Republicans uh, regain control of the Senate. Again, with this caveat, it's very
0: early. We're a year away. But, uh, you know, that's a change.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So is a lot of that built on the momentum of the uh, the Virginia elections, the the New Jersey elections? Is that where he's he's picking up that momentum for the Republicans or is it something different with redistricting or something?
1: Well, his his bottom line was with uh, 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 the Republicans having now a net 12 plus 12 points because they uh, lost by 10, you know, Biden won by 10 points in in Virginia. And, uh, uh, you know, Youngkin won by two. And there are narrower, uh, uh, you know, districts uh, throughout the U.S. I think that was his uh, big point. And, And the other one was Youngkin gave him a template on yeah. on how to not only expand uh, the rural vote, but to cut into the Democratic uh, urban and suburban uh, you know margin. So right. now they got a template.
0: Right. Okay. Interesting. And it, I I I don't know how much faith to put in all the polls that are out there, Jim. But boy, the, all the major networks are doing big time polls now, trying to figure out just how where where the support for president biden lies and it was featured again over the weekend on the sunday morning news programs um i it, i don't know how the passage of the infrastructure bill is going to change things for president biden's approval rating but th- this is is looking like uh, there's just there's no center of support out there for biden anymore
1: Well, there was a USA Today poll that I put in ProFarmer.com this morning uh, said his approval rating sunk to 38%, Chip. Now, that was taken uh, no later than Wednesday. So that was before uh, the successful vote for the bipartisan infrastructure bill. At Mm -hmm. least now we may have at least one marker of what could uh, uh, end up being the lowest point in his approval rating. Now we can measure with that same poll later on when when they you know survey to see whether or not there's any gains resulting from uh, the first successful of his two part economic plan, the infrastructure bill. So I think that's the that, that's what I'm going to be looking at in the future of whether or not that he rises up and if so, uh, how much. But now he's starting from 38 you know, percent, yep. that's a low mark.
0: That's, that's a, low a mark. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's a low mark. uh Just a reminder, if anybody wants to participate in the conversation, there is a comments tab over on the right side of your screen. It should pop up a dialogue box down at the bottom of the page, the right corner of the page that you can uh, participate in the conversation. And Jim, Gary's back. Gary Rasmussen Jr. is back. He's got a question for us. Any idea when dairy COVID payments are coming?
1: Well, Vilsack, uh, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack and uh, FSA officials keep telling us very soon. And that's on the other payments, such as whatever they're going to replace the top-up payments for hog producers. They're not going to get that $17 Top up pay, payment, but they're going to get something else. I think it's ready to go. So I, uh, you know, uh, maybe they're waiting for him to come back uh, from, uh, you know, Scotland because he's been over there, Chip. But uh, yeah. uh, you know, I hate to use the word very, very soon. But I learned but years ago, at, yeah, I learned years ago at Pro Farmer never to use the word eminent and government because <laughs>
0: that, that's an oxymoron. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, one thing that does seem imminent is the enforcement of the mandatory vaccinations uh, for government employees, including those FSA committee members. I had several uh, messages over the weekend from from listeners uh, saying, listen, this is going to devastate productivity at the FSA offices because they're going to lose employees, Jim. There some in some states are going to be affected
1: more than others. That yeah. was made clear to me by FSA officials. Now, Vilsack told us on AgriTalk, Chip, remember a few weeks ago when he was on that he didn't think that it would be a major uh, right. impact, but they're monitoring it. But uh, it I think it will have on certain uh, you know counties for sure. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Missouri, yeah. North Dakota, maybe, but some of those uh, states are, are going to be very sensitive to that mandate. And you saw the over the weekend, a federal court uh, put the kibosh, at least temporarily, on uh, uh, Biden's right. uh, mandatory uh, you vaccine for uh, companies with 100 or more employees. And a number of other attorney generals in many other states have, have also enjoined to uh, stop that as well. Yeah. So there's another development there.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to you know watch that develop and, and what the cases sound like, but it's turned into such an obvious overreach by of of OSHA's authority, Jim. I it's it's mind blowing that this is how they tried to, to push it through. Well, we're going to see whether or not
1: it's uh, you know constitutional, and that's what it yeah. will uh, you'll know, you'll get down to. Whether or not it has to go to the Supreme Court is another question, but it's a constitutional question in my judgment.
0: Right. Right. Okay. We're going to get to some things that have passed, some things that haven't passed. Let's start with the bipartisan. I don't think there's any other way to describe it. The bipartisan infrastructure bill that passed the House last week. Yeah, it passed, but it was interesting. It passed
1: 228 to 206, Chip, and that's the around $1 trillion traditional infrastructure bill. The new funding in that is about $550 billion, uh, and about one-fifth of that, only one-fifth of that is for roads and, and bridges. But it would not have passed had 13 House Republicans voted uh you know, for it. So, uh, you know, that was interesting. I Most people figured eventually around 10 House Republicans would, uh, you know, vote for it, Chip. But the, the game plan here in Washington had been no Republican was going to vote for it until the Democrats could prove they had 218 votes. Well, they were shy because uh, the squad, A- AOC and, uh, and others, voted against it. Six you know, Democrats voted against it. So I don't know whether the minority leader, Kevin McCarthy, a Republican from California, gave the okay for these 13 Republicans to uh, lift their no vote and vote for it. So uh, that remains to be seen. But he wouldn't have got it without, uh, you know, the uh, you know uh, Republican yeah. help. So this is indeed truly a bipartisan bill,
0: Jeff. Yeah. Any notable Republicans that voted yes for it? Not that was surprising. These okay. are the Kinzinger, uh,
1: a number of others who are not running for reelection, uh, and what you would call moderate, you know, re- a true moderate, you know, Republicans.
0: No one jumped off the page at me. Yeah. You know, and and apart from just the overwhelming size of the bill, there are many, many things in the in that infrastructure bill that the ag community has been lobbying for and pushing for for a long time, right, Jim? Yeah, yeah. Not, not
1: uh, the uh, uh, you know, broadband and specifically earmarked funds out of USDA's. I think it's the Reconnect program. So yeah, it uh, it. it I can tell a number of uh, you know Republicans it would have been hard not to vote yes for this bill, yeah. even though uh, it was delinked from the Build Back Better bill in a, and yep. I think in a significant way, and that pro- I know that helped. Uh, get a number of other Republicans to to vote for it because the fate of the Build Back Better Reconciliation Bill is still very murky. Chip, this does not signal that the votes are there at the, uh, at this particular time. But right. most Americans would say um, they need we need funding for our infrastructure. A, a number of people I get a lot of emails and a number of them said, "Will the money truly be spent on the programs that they?" designate. It's because there's a lot of uh, uh, skittishness on whether or not, like, see, Obama administration moves some funds around relative to the, you know, remember shovel ready uh, yep. When that didn't work out so well, they moved some money around. I've got emails and calls put into congressional staffers regarding this, but I think they're going to watch specifically where this funding is indeed going to go. And, and uh, you know, President Biden took a victory lap, if you will, uh, yep. you know, Saturday. On this one, they're going to pour out. He'll he'll be in Baltimore at the Baltimore Port on Wednesday. A number of his cabinet people, I think eventually uh, Tom Vilsack, will go around to help sell uh, the uh, BIF, if you will, the bipartisan infrastructure measure, uh, you know, to the American public. But uh, I think it was needed. I just hope the funding does indeed go to what they're, you know, saying that it should go to.
0: Right, right.
1: Does it add to the debt, Jim? It does. And that's another email I got. How, How did they pay for this thing? Well, it's huge. going to add CBO, Congressional Budget Office says, two hundred fifty-six billion dollars will be added to the uh, you know debt, uh, and they uh, uh, most of it was funded by uh, un- unspent COVID funding and and other previously earmarked uh, 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 um, you know funding levels, uh, Chip. So right. uh, there is an add-on to the to you know to the debt on this one. It's not fully paid for.
0: Okay. You, you mentioned that the link to the Build Back Better or uh, the, the reconciliation bill, that link was broken here. Um, to me, there's still a link until the president signs the infrastructure bill. When do you think he'll sign it?
1: Well, he wants the lawmaker. A number of Democrats went over uh, to Europe and, and other places, so he does indeed want them back for a signing ceremony. He's not going to hold it until they vote, at least I don't think so, and my sources don't think so. He won't hold it until they ha- have an announced vote on the Build Back Better uh, you know, reconciliation measure. They want to have a big to-do at the White House so- signing ceremony, and he also said that will uh, include... Uh, requested participation of some of those Republicans who voted for it. We're going to see right. if any of them show up in right. the White House on, right. on that now, one. But I think he he indeed wants to sign it as soon as possible. But he has to have the lawmakers in town to do that.
0: Now, you've said on Agritalk talk that you don't think President Biden will that that Biden's signature will will hold the the infrastructure bill hostage until they get the Build Back Better plan done. I do not think that. Right. Yes. Right. I, I know that you've said that, but to me, the risk is still there that that's exactly what he's going to do. I, I, You and others have emailed me to that. So I, I can only
1: say, uh, let's see the signature. Now we're going to see. I think it'll be sometime either late this week as soon as late this week or uh, next week. Now, remember, next week is when they said uh, the the Democrats said they want to see the CBO score. I don't know whether they're right. going to get it. The, the, again, CBO, Congressional Budget Office, uh, uh, to, to see what the score is and see if it matches the White House Projections. I don't think that they will be uh, in 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 every degree. So uh, we could actually both be both right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, but uh, right now, the earliest I think you'll have a signing ceremony is late this week. But we have to get the Democrats back in, into the city. Okay. We've got a question chip for pri- for private businesses not contracting with the federal government. The vaccine is not mandatory. The employees can opt to test weekly. Right.
0: That is correct. That yes. is correct. Yeah, yes. yeah, that is absolutely correct. But I can't imagine getting a weekly test. I, I, I don't you do that at your own expense? I, you know, that I don't know. I would think a number of businesses
1: would probably have that set up to do as a benefit. But again, that would depend on business to business. But that is a point that uh, if, yeah. if if they're not contracting with the federal government, but you know, a lot of businesses contract with the federal government. A yeah. lot do. So a lot, of, most of them fall. What was the estimate? Did they say 100 million? 100 million? I think Eight. 100 million people.
0: Uh, I thought I heard something like eighty-five million. Eighty-five million. Okay. Yeah. Eighty-five so. to a hundred million. That's a lot of people. Oh, it's a huge number
1: of people. Yes, absolutely. But that. But the that the writer is correct. You can opt to test uh, weekly, and of course, there's the religious uh, uh, angle on this one. If you get an exemption, but a number of businesses have wrestled with that uh, uh, religious exemption.
0: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is still trying to figure out all the dynamics of, involved with this too. Let's talk about the reconciliation bill a little bit more. Jim, how is this going to be promoted to the American people? Because I just, I, I feel like there's no momentum behind this bill right now. On the infrastructure or the BBB? The BBB. All
1: oh, BBB. <laughs> Uh, you're right there. It, it, whatever the house does and it's going to be changed in the Senate and in a number of uh, areas, A combination of Bernie Sanders and then who's on the far far left, a socialist. And then with the moderates, uh, Joe Manchin from West Virginia and Kirsten Cinema from Arizona. And so uh, uh, Bernie Sanders doesn't like what they're doing on the salt tax. You know, right. the state and local taxes that uh, I think, uh, you know, correctly, he wants to uh, change the language to impact, uh, you know, someone who makes no more than 400000 to 550000 a year because it's a tax cut to the wealthy, Chip. So it's yep. kind of oxymoron there, disconnect, if you will. Uh, and then Manchin is made clear, very clear from the get one. On, in a number of areas that he doesn't subscribe to some of the language so they're going to change it whenever it gets to the Senate and then it's going to go back to the house and will those uh progressives the liberal wing of the Democratic Party will that uh be uh still enough for them to vote yes uh you know for this bill what I just told you chip is when this process is all done we're into December
0: yeah. Yeah the family leave bill or component of the the reconciliation bill is still something that manchin is really struggling with isn't he
1: yes yeah. Uh, he he would prefer to have that in separate legislation. Yep. He thinks that there's bipartisan support, but it doesn't belong in this bill. So we're going to see right. if they can finesse it for him uh, on that one. But it looks like cinema has come around on a number of areas. So I think the focus uh, is mainly on Manchin for some of the other. And this
0: is just not yeah. one area that Manchin has, has problems with, Jeff. Jim, you said something there that I think a majority, a, a vast majority of American people would love to see. Let's break this thing apart and, go, and, and debate each segment or or individual pieces of legislation in there. Debate them all on their own merits and, and see where it goes. Uh, yes. I don't, I don't, the reason that they, that they won't do it is because the far left knows that what they really want to get through has no chance of passing. Unless it's included with some of this other stuff.
1: Yes, it's the leave. It's the leave language, the yeah. uh, you know personal family leave. And it's also the climate change language. This is just not a social policy bill, a social infrastructure bill, if you will. There's a big chunk of money for climate change, and that's the pseudo Green New Deal Green New of Deal. that one. You know, right. Biden said in his remarks Saturday on the bipartisan infrastructure bill, the other bill, okay, that yeah. individual segments of that bill is meritorious in and of themselves. Well, you know, that also could have been broken down uh, sure. to, in, into votes, but they like the comfort of, uh, of, you know, grouping things together. Bundling. Bundling, especially in the Build Back Better because under reconciliation, you only need 51 votes and they can get it right now in the Democratic Party. That's why Manchin and Sinema is so important because they know they're not going to get, likely will not get one Republican vote for the Build Back Better.
0: Okay. One of the things that was in the Green New Deal, the original Green New Deal, were these Livestock fees, $4,500 per beef cow, $6,500 per dairy cow, $2,500 per hog. It's not in the reconciliation bill, but I think it was just last Thursday, Representative Kamek from Florida did a video that is now circulating social media that gets very detailed into how this is included in the Build Back Better plan and it's in the reconciliation bill. And she breaks it down to it's going to cost every consumer out there 10 bucks a hamburger if this thing passes.
1: It's at the current bill. We don't have the final bill's language. But the latest uh, bill language for the Build Back Better, I think we have on the screen, go to page 357. The methane reduction program applies specifically and only to oil and gas. Now, Chip, where I think this began this confusion, a number of farm state lawmakers asked the American Farm Bureau Federation a few weeks ago to analyze what would be the impact if some of the initial proposals uh, yeah. on this uh, topic that would have affected the uh, uh, livestock industry uh, would be in any final language, and both Farm Bureau and National Cattlemen's Beef Association and a number of congressional staffers tell us it is not in the bill. And then that you've got the right on the screen. Go to the latest official bill language that the uh, House Democrats put out. It's not in there, Chip. But uh, uh, as I told you on AgriTalk on Friday, let's just assume it was, which it isn't in that bill. If that got to the Senate, yep. John Tester, Democrat, what from Montana, would definitely uh, vote against that bill, and a number of other lawmakers will. Okay, so it's not going to be included in, in any final bill.
0: Right. Okay, I I get that, but I think what people are doing is if it if some sort of a fee for livestock is included in the final bill, which right now it's not in there. I get that, but if any kind of a fee is included and a farm state legislator votes for that bill that person is going to be under attack by yes. everybody in the state i would think
1: yes because if you have any fee however minute it is it's yes. the camel it's the camel under the tent it right. can always be increased that's just like in europe the value added tax they always they keep increasing it They years ago, when they initially got the value added tax, they said, Oh, don't worry, it's not going to impact that much. They kept increasing it, and that's why a number of Republicans don't like the value added tax not on the surface in theory, but it's the camel under the tent and they can always treat it as an ATM machine.
0: Yep, yep, that's right. I mean, 4500, 6500, 2500, you could take the zeros off of that, (laughs) and it would still be something that we've got to campaign against seriously yes campaign against it uh what they because, are doing chip as we talked yeah. about before they're going to incentivize
1: yeah. uh, the dealing with and that's there there's I can't I can't quibble with that if you put incentives in right. for it it's no mandatory there but you incentivize you know yeah. for it that's yeah, the, it, that's it, the it, carrot it, approach rather than it the basically
0: spread. encourages research to find feed additives that reduce the methane output Yes. Of the animals. Yes. That that's as far as, as I can see in the in the language that I've read. Yes. Okay. But that one's a frustrating one because it keeps coming up, Jim. It yes. it does keep coming up. Yes. Um okay. Uh EPA. Let's go over to EPA because they have rejected an exemption.
1: Yeah, they they uh late last week that it was a writer's story. They rejected so far one petition from an oil refiner to be exempted from the you know blending the rules for the twenty nineteen compliance year chip. And of course RFA uh you know CEO and President Jeff Cooper came out mm-hmm. and roundly applauded that and he said, you know, this is the way uh on the allowance of some of these exemptions, it, it hurt the industry, what more than four billion gallons of demand due to the Trump administration's, quote, his words, quote, rampant abuse of the SRE yeah. program. Uh, so uh, that's one down and many to go, Jeff, is how I'd, I'd uh, write it. S- but 65, again,
0: we, 65 exemption petitions are still pending, Jim.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's why the
1: groups urged the to oh. swiftly deny any and all remaining uh, 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 SREs, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the 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 angle I have on this one, Chip, is uh, where's the RFS? Uh, and, and now I believe the conjecture of of uh, you know, a few weeks ago that remember when Vilsack was on AgriTalk and he pointed out he and Axney, by the way, pointed yeah. out look at the around one billion dollars in biofuel yeah. aid. Uh, that that's yep. that that's in the Build Back Better program for the biofuel industry and the coming $700 million that Vilsack said yep. would be announced very soon. Very, very soon. That was the cover, I think, for some of the uh, looks like negative news they're going to have uh, on the RFS program whenever they announce it. They're probably waiting. On the RVOs, you mean, Jim? Uh, on the RVOs the, and the Reset. What's going to happen yes. in the future, and a number of other issues, is just not. And the you know biodiesel uh, you know, mandates, et cetera. Uh, I think they're waiting to see the fate of the of the Build Back Better because mm-hmm. it's got that billion dollars in biofued, biofuel biofuel aid, biofuel aid, which yeah. will temper some of the they think some of the negative negativity uh, in their coming announcement on the RFS.
0: Okay. All right. We'll watch for it. We will watch for that top 26 last week. I think it's, ongoing, isn't it? It's still ongoing by the end of the week. It is by the end of the week.
1: But I always point out, look at all the... It's been two weeks, and they can get all that talk and talk and talk out, and we still don't have the RFS, Jim. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That'll tell you something for perspective. Uh, Some people are calling it a cop-out rather than COP26. They had some language on methane and things like that, more uh, aspirational. You know, but, you know, history yeah. shows, Chip, a significant portion of the uh, the pledges at any of these meetings, including the group of 20 meetings, are never followed through with.
0: So uh, take it for what it's worth. OK. All right. What have we missed, Jim? What have we missed that you really wanted to talk about?
1: I think we handled it all. I would uh, tell the listeners and viewers Uh, Those payments are coming. The payments are coming. Uh, A lot of other emails I get is on WIP Plus for 2020 and 2021. Uh, That's now been approved. And USDA is working on the regulations. And they've stressed to me that they do not have to follow the WIP uh, Plus guidelines guidelines. That's been done in the past. They want to expedite it. Remember, it took forever to get those payments out and approvals. Yeah. And it can be changed. So they're working on the regulations. So Bilsack told us that it could come out yet this year. Uh, I think most of the payments will come out in 2020. Uh, to chip, but uh, so they're they're working on the regs and I don't blame them for working on the regs because they've got to make it more simple, but that, that ties into another linkage chip. They're going to get a number. This handles two, two years, 2020 and 2021 FSA offices are already busy. So yes. that, that's going to just add another one at the time. Losing where somebody, staffing. They're losing staffing, retirements, et cetera. Yep. So uh, th- that that will will be another. Uh, I've always called. FSA, the unsung heroes. Uh, most of yeah. the offices are very good, and uh, now they're short staff in a number of it, uh, other areas. But that yeah. about covers a Chip. In town here, we're on hold, if you will, until right. Congress returns. Both chambers return on the week of the 15th. And so the initial thing we're going to look at is where's the Congressional Budget Office score? Is it available, yeah. or will they take another week? Will they release some partial data sets on that one? The only the other thing I will tell you, Chip, is energy prices. You you had the energy secretary say over the weekend she hopes uh, gas prices don't go over $4 and there's a report coming out tomorrow from the EIA uh, uh, that they're going to focus on to see what if any, next steps the administration can take relative to tapping the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, SPR. But, right. you know, if they tap that, I mean, all, all OPEC has to do is throttle back production right. again. So it's not going right. to solve the energy price run-up. So energy prices, as you said at the beginning, with the impact on fertilizer, et cetera. Of course, we have USDA reports tomorrow. Right. You know, WASDE report where what they're expecting an increase in both corn and soybeans. I think the market is going to focus on what USDA does on wheat relative to demand, because we have Russia uh, keeping increasing their taxes on wheat. So that's why you've got wheat as a relative leader in the grains. And you have to go back a lot of years to, to say when that happened
0: but that spring wheat market really gave it up at the end of last week. It's trying this week. It's trying as we get things started. It's treading just slightly lower, but, uh, uh, the, wheat, the spring wheat market really gave it up last week, put some pressure on corn and soybeans as yeah. well. Um, the other thing that we've got this week is Thursday is veterans day. Shout out to all the veterans out there. It, it, this country with all of its flaws and all of its warts, it would, it, it's a great country. It's the greatest country on the face of the earth. And it's because of our veterans, Jim. Absolutely. And
1: I once again returned to a number of memorials with my nephew yeah. in town. And it just hits hits home oh. again today. A little shout out, not this week, but next week, I'll be in Missouri to the Missouri Missouri's ag governor uh, you know, governor's conference. Uh I think I speak not this Friday, but the following Friday. So all you Missouri listeners come to that conference (laughs) and you can ask me individual questions.
0: That's fantastic. Fantastic. All right, everybody have a great week. Keep watching for those signals.